Welcome to the Amazing Moms Podcast, a podcast to motivate and encourage moms of special needs and medically complex children. Hi, my name is Crystal. Today I'm talking about when did my dreams and future visions for my child change? So when we first found out that we were going to have our third child, like most parents, immediately my brain started thinking about the future. What was it going to be like to have a third child in our family, to be a family of five? What was it going to be like when we went on vacation? You know, oh, this meant that a hotel room, possibly later, we were going to need, you know, two hotel rooms so that we could have room for everybody. What was it going to look like as I grew older and now I had three children who may possibly give me grandchildren? Um, what was it going to look like as we got older for my husband and I that we had a third child that might be able to help care for us when we became older and maybe needed care? Um, we actually used to joke about that. We were having a third child just to help increase our chances that there'd be someone there to take care of us in our time of need. It really was just a joke, but it still was somewhere in that vision of dream. Of course, you start dreaming about what will your, ch- what will your child do? What will they be? How will they contribute to society? Will they find love and happiness? And of course, will they be healthy? I think that we all know that, you know, it's a very common thing to hear someone who's pregnant say, oh, I don't care what the gender is. I really just want my child to be healthy. And for those of us who have children that are not healthy, that can often feel like kind of a slap in the face. Like, okay, so you want everything except for what my child is. And that could be a little bit hard to deal with. But as a mom who probably said that as well, unless you're walking in our shoes, I think it's really difficult to understand why someone might find that hurtful to say something like that. Um, so I think that when you when you find out you're having a baby and you start thinking about all the things that you're going to do with your new baby and picking out nursery furniture and all of those things and you think to the future, you have a certain set of ideas and visions in your head of the way things are going to be. And for me, I just suddenly had the realization last week that I don't know when my dreams changed. I'm not really sure when I realized that the things I had originally hoped for were not going to happen. That although Autumn often talks about getting married and having babies, that that's probably never going to happen for her, which is a really hard thing for someone who struggled with infertility like myself, thinking that one of my children is never going to be able to have their own child is a really difficult thing to process. I just remember those feelings of hurt and pain thinking that would we ever get to have a baby? And now one of my children is probably not by choice, but probably not going to be able to have their own child. Now I think she's going to make an amazing aunt. Her sister and I have talked about that before. I think she's going to be a wonderful aunt to any children that my daughter or son may have, but it's still not the same. And then I started thinking, okay, well, when, when did I stop thinking that these things were going to happen for her? I mean, Autumn has surprised us. We really thought that she was not going to be potty trained. I just came across a picture of her when she was almost six years old and realized that she was still wearing a diaper. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's because she wasn't potty trained until she was eight and a half years old. We figured by eight and a half, if she wasn't potty trained, it was not going to happen. But she surprised us and 
it did happen. And now, except for at night when she still needs diapers, she doesn't need a diaper. We thought she was never going to read. Um, she just, you know, she had so many word finding difficulties, even in speech, that reading was just too much. Um, if you can't even find the word to retrieve it when you're speaking, how are you supposed to retrieve it for reading? But in the past nine months to a year, her reading has suddenly taken off as well. Now, I do think it's because her seizures have been better controlled. I really think the seizures had a whole lot to do with the word finding difficulties. And although we do see some small things here and there, knock on wood, our seizure control is much better with the new medication than what we've had in the past at all. So going back to the dreams and visions, I'm, I just don't know when it changed. And for us, our journey was a little bit different because in all honesty, we're not even completely sure what causes Autumn's problems that she has, what causes the medical conditions and the seizures and the fatigue and everything else that she has going on, her developmental delay. We think it's the mutation on her C01 gene, but no one can absolutely say, yes, this is it. Uh, there's still a possibility that she has a mitochondrial deficit going on. We've had some early tests when she was younger that showed a mitochondrial dysfunction um, which means that her energy levels are affected. And it's not just energy levels as in, I don't feel like going outside to play. It's at a cellular level where everything is fatigued, that even her organs can feel fatigued because they're not getting enough energy. Um, we are still on a mitochondrial cocktail for that, which is a set of vitamins that's compounded that she gets three times a day. And they're kind of um, things that they know that her body can use to help produce more energy. But we really don't know. There are a lot of still uh, quite a few unknowns with Autumn. And as I mentioned in a previous episode, we really are where we just continue to treat symptoms. And as different things happen, like right now, we're really battling fatigue. She's been very tired. She did have some illness last week um, that, you know, she was down for the count for a bit, had a high fever, it was not the COVID virus, um, but she was definitely out for the count, high fevers for a couple of days, and she's still fatigued now. But even prior to that, her energy level was very low. Um, so we are, we just had a bump in thyroid medication and we'll be drawing labs again relatively soon. And then if it's not the thyroid that's causing the fatigue, then I probably will go back to the geneticist and say, hey, we're having a lot of fatigue. Could this be from the mitochondrial possible dysfunction? Um, and go from there. So basically what I'm saying is we didn't have this moment where someone said to us, hey, your child has XYZ. Here's what you can expect. And this is how you're going to live your life. Um, and since we didn't have that moment, that said, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle things. I'm not really sure when those dreams started to change. I think that it's more about accepting who Autumn is. I'm actually thinking that I don't want to say that the dreams stopped because they haven't. But now when I envision the future, I just envision Autumn the way she is now. Like now that she's almost 13, she is who she is. And we she is a ray of sunshine for us. We absolutely love everything about her. I do wish that her challenges weren't so hard for her. I do wish there were things that she wasn't going to miss out on. But at the same time, she's an amazing person, an amazing child. 
And for her to be part of our family, we are so lucky to have her. But then I do think about the things like my son is getting ready to go to a prom next weekend. And that's something that she's not going to get. We do have some special needs proms in this area that I can check into. But as you all know, it's, it's just not the same. It's not that same typical progression that my other children have taken to independence. Instead, when I envision the future for Autumn, I'm envisioning who's going to take care of her, who's going to help her out when her father and I maybe can't do that anymore. And then going back to that caretaker thing, you know, instead of having a third person who's going to be able to help her father and I, if, you know, if we need it later in life, now instead, my other two children, I feel like need to have a plan for helping to care for their sister and possibly for my husband and I as well. And it's just different than, you know, what we had anticipated. But in all reality, are any of our dreams the same? Like, do they ever come to be the exact same way that we imagine them to be? And the answer is no, of course. You know, it's always good to look to the future. It's always good to be hopeful about things. It's even fun to dream about or romanticize about the way things are going to be. But we know that's not how it works. If you've ever taken a vacation and you've thought about, hey, I'm going to get there and we're going to do this and we're going to spend time on the beach together and then we're going to have this wonderful dinner. And then you're driving in the car and you're an hour down the road and you get a flat tire or you're two hours down the road and the kids are ready to kill each other in the back seat. You know, that's not what you envisioned for the vacation, but it is reality. Um, but it's still okay to dream. But now when I dream about things for Autumn, I dream about, you know, what could her role be? in the dance studio who can she bring joy to she loves to perform you know what performances will she be able to be a part of what activities and plans can we get her into that's going to make her fulfill her own dreams because at this point it's not really about my dreams anymore it's about autumn's dreams and she does have dreams and she does have visions of what she wants her future to be she may not be able to communicate them but she will often say oh when i get older i want to live right next door um, or things like that. And maybe not everything that she's dreaming of is a possibility, but it's important for her to still have goals and it's important for her to still have dreams and desires and things that she wishes for. It's important for everyone to have those things. And then I also think about the things that are actually really great that I never envisioned. Like I honestly never envisioned that I was going to get 13 extra years of believing in Santa Claus, or that I was going to get such excitement about getting Christmas presents and Christmas lists. And I don't see any of that changing too soon. You know, I, I could have another five to 10 years of, of Santa Claus in my life. And that's an amazing thing. So when we're thinking about the things that we're missing out on, or that we feel like our children are missing out on, I think it's important to back up a little bit and remember that everything no matter if your child is typically developing or medically challenged or has developmental delay or disability, that no one's dream is exactly what they thought it was going to be. Your vision is never going to match reality. And that's for everything. It could be for a new job. It could be the way the holiday is going to be planned. And yes, with our kiddos, sometimes it's a little bit more of a monkey wrench thrown into the mix. It's probably definitely not how you envisioned it was going to be, but that doesn't mean that it's not still good. 
And I think that's an important thing to remember. There is still good. It doesn't have to be the same. Um, I think that we have to remember that we can dream and we can think about things in context to who our children are now. Now we know them. Now we know what their personalities are like. Now we know what challenges they face. And now when we dream, our dreams are different, but they are more fitting to the child that we have. So with that, I welcome you to keep on dreaming, to keep envisioning the things that your child can do and what your future will hold and what your child's future will hold. And when that feels overwhelming, remember that there are resources in place that you can re- places that you can reach out to. Um, there are many organizations that help with children as they transition into adulthood. I know for us here, we have the ARC um, that is help that helps children and adults to find, you know, jobs and there are programs and other things that might be able to help you as your vision for your child changes. There are also a lot of parent support groups that could be helpful as well. So if you would like to reach out to me or if you need some help finding some information, please feel free to email me at amazingmomspodcast at yahoo.com. I'll put that in the show notes. And until next Wednesday, I hope you have a great day. Thank you.